Welcome to Side Talks. It's a podcast. That's right, it is. And um, who the heck are you? My name is Corey Kraft. Who the heck are you? I'm Rachel Morgan, and um, you know what? I'm not even going to mess around in this intro like I normally do. We're just going to get going. We're very serious people, and <laughs> very I think serious. we should talk about movies right now. Let's do it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Oh, man, guess what it's time for, it's bitch? It's time for a five-minute fight. Five-minute fight. I am so excited about today's. Today's came up in a previous episode. I discovered you disliking something. Yeah, I don't care for the 2018 remake of Suspiria. Don't call it a remake. Brad, can you start the timer? Why shouldn't I call it a remake? It's not a remake. Uh, well, that's one of my problems with it. It's they took the title of, of Dario Argento's wonderful, great horror original from 1977. Nobody's arguing that. Uh, and they drained it of everything that makes it good. That's your problem. That's one of my problems. That, no, I'm saying that is your problem. You are looking at this as if it's a remake. It's not a remake. It's a re-envisioning. Then call it something else. No. Why? Because it is in the spirit of. It is in the it is it is a reimagining of. It's but it's it's, it's not it's clearly not a remake. At no point do I feel like it's a remake. They just took the basic premise which is uh-huh. you know scary things happening in a dance school because of witches. And okay. Luca Guadagnino, the director here sort of expands it into this bloated two and a half hour uh, treatise on like Holocaust guilt that drains all oh, of the you... color out of this thing, and and it just kind of slogs along. If, uh, you know what? If you have not seen this film, what you just said uh-huh. is not indicative of all of what people are in store. Okay, for. what are they in store for? Okay, they're in store for a reimagining. Okay, of a film that is indeed influ- there's sort of this and you know. Influenced by, in the shadow of Holocaust guilt, but it is a terrifying slash gruesome Mm. slash amazingly interesting look at a fucked up as hell group of women Uh that involves modern dance. And witches. And witches. Okay, but how much... Oh, who doesn't want to see that film? I mean, I I was uh, champing the bit to see this film because I do love me some Luca Guadagnino. I love Tilda Swinton, who in this movie has like three different roles, which is kind of gimmicky if you ask me. As, as great as I think Swinton is. Okay. How much of your response to this movie is because you just like Dakota Johnson? Well, it would be enough of a response. I'll uh-huh. say that. Uh, Dakota Johnson in this film, the dancing sequences. She's the, good. The dancing it's is good. Amazing. Yeah, the She's amazing good. in this. And it's like edgy as hell for her, right? Mm-hmm. So there are all those. And Tilda Swinton is there too. I'm not going to dismiss those two things. They do not make this film. They do not make it. They are a huge percentage of why I love this film, but they, but them alone would not do it. You know this. You know I'll go against my own wife, Nicole Kidman. Yes. So I will throw Dakota Johnson in the fire, too. I mean, I don't really want to. But, but, you, but, but would, you don't feel the need to, to with this movie. No. I think, it's a, I think it's gruesome and weird and self-aware and referential, and but not a remake. And I do think that if you feel like you – sometimes what a remake suggests is like – and it's our problem with remakes, right? It's like the film wasn't good enough. It wasn't modern enough. Let's do something different and better. It's not that. It is a it is a homage that that is that is under the umbrella enough that it needs that it doesn't want to get that like. Well, this is a lot like Suspiria. No, it is a reimagining. It is a re envisioning of the film Suspiria. 
Sure, but can it not reimagine Suspiria and be shorter than it is? Okay, I know you're going to get me on the runtime, and yes, it is two and a half hours, and that is too long. But you, you know what? You forgive other films for that. Sure, you but, forgive but Titanic films, for its disgusting runtime. Other films don't have kind of needless subplots with oh, peripheral. Oh, Titanic doesn't have needless with subplots. Peripheral German psychologists inexplicably played by Tilda Swinton under, you know, layers of prosthetic Look, makeup. Anything, what does this add to anything if, in this movie? Tilda Swinton doing anything inexplicitly is fine with me. I thought so too. And then I saw <laughs> Suspiria. Like I I love all of the people involved with this movie. And and I love the original yeah. Suspiria. And I love horror. And I love, you know, weird, you know, fucked up, edgy, you know, horror reinterpretations. And this movie was just inert for me, like, the whole time. You know, the dancing is good. There is, like, one really good. standout. There's one really standout sequence where the modern dance uh, performance is ongoing, and that's intercut with some spooky goings-on um, that's really, really compelling. It is really compelling. Um, it is bizarre and strange and well-done and well-directed and well-performed, but and the special are, effects are amazing. There and- are other parts that aren't well-directed, and the special effects are bad. The climax of this movie, where oh. everything goes all red-tinted, and it, it, it looks like it looks like a Power Rangers episode. It does not look like a it Power Rangers episode. Does. No, he it starts does not. dropping the frame rate, and the, the, the red tent comes over the screen, and it's meant to evoke that sort of uh, Italian horror movie, you know, trippy insanity that always happens at the climax of these Jalo movies, and it just fell flat. This is it one of lame. No, oh my god, you can't tell me. I'm sorry, Brad, but I'm going to keep going. You can't. <laughs> you cannot use the word lame to describe one of the craziest ten minutes of film in the last twenty years. Uh, it wasn't, that is a nuts away kind. Of, oh come on, it is a it is a explosion of insanity. I mean, it was. I couldn't when I watched that scene. I what were you we were watching the same film. Yeah, I just thought it was poorly executed. Also, what about the like lesbian question mark, you know, sort of strain between Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton? How do you not like this film? Sam, get in the booth. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, I, I know I'm going over, but I'm just I know I'm Sam really likes this film too, so I'm, I'm not liking my chances here. No, I'm not I'm not liking your chances either, but I'm liking mine. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> wow. Uh-oh. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm fine. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Tilda Swinton kind of does a Norbit, but it's a little gimmicky, but it's a great gimmick because it is Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were disappointed by the lack of color, which I thought was dumb because, yeah, it is a reimagining. That's just how they wanted it to look like. Um, mm. And that red tint, low frame rate part at the ending was the best part of the movie. It made <laughs> the remake. What's wrong with you guys? Come it was on. amazing. Um, and okay, Rachel wins by like a million points, and also like a thousand bonus points for uh, Titanic's disgusting runtime. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I feel oppressed. I feel like we watch different films, so I'm going to forgive you. Yeah, yeah, I must have uh, put on I don't know some other bullshit. Oh, that's Suspiria. Yeah, that okay. other Suspiria, the one mm. directed by one of the cast members of 90210. And now, fast film terms. Wow, that was fast. Super fast. Fast is a film term. Well, you've got some fast film terms today for us. Um, What's a pigeon? 
It's a bird that you see in urban environments. A little city bird. Obviously. It is a little nasty, nasty little city, like a flying rat. Oh. Or do they fly? They fly. Yeah, they um, fly. They fly. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm just always seeing them kind of squatting around on the ground. So, you know. <laughs> trying to get my French yeah. fries. Yeah, trying to get fries. And some of them don't. Some of them in downtown Birmingham don't fly for very sad reasons. Yeah. But anyway, a pigeon is indeed a nasty little gutter, little trash bird. Oh. But it is also, I know, I'm not being, I actually do like pigeons. Yeah, they're so let nice. me Let me not misrepresent myself. Um, it is, it, it is not just a, a bird. It is a small metal plate. Okay. Yeah. What it does is, this it's a, plate it's do? A, it's a grip term, right? So it's a piece of, of, of G and E, uh, grip and electric okay. equipment, lighting equipment, small metal plate with a, with a sort of a little two inch rod, a little over two inch rod that extends upward. Uh huh. And what it does is it, it's a great, it's a great little sort of acts as a stand yeah. for a light. And it's a great little stand for a very small light. Okay. I, th- I think I've seen these around. Yeah. And it, what it does is it allows you, and it makes sense. That it's called a pigeon. Cause yeah. like I mentioned, like, you know. They're always squatting down on the ground. Yeah. Um, it lets you place a light extremely close to the ground. Okay, cool. Yeah. I did not know that's what that was called. So, yeah, kind of. So you see the, the connection there now. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that's the first fast film term. Okay. Here's the second one. What's All a right. frezzy? Frezzy. It's a fun word to say. <laughs> a frezzy. I have no idea what a frezzy is. Okay. Well, it is a little battery-operated camera uh, camera-mounted light. Okay. Another little piece of G&E equipment, another little lighting equipment. Is this short? battery-operated camera-mounted light, small little light that goes on the camera. Is this short for something, Frezzy? Yeah, Does- it is, actually. It is. It's uh, it's short for uh, Frezzolini, excuse me. Frezzolini. Which is the manufacturer of the very first one of these. Oh. And I should probably not say the very first one. The very first sort of like industry accepted. Yeah, gotcha. One of these was was by the Fresolini company, and okay. so it got the name Frezzy. And so, it, it clearly, hundreds of people manufacture of a light now. Yeah, um, just dozens and dozens of people do. But it's often referred to as a Frezzy because it kind of, kind of like when I say, "Get me a Coke," get me a Kleenex, right? Like you know, it's not all made by the Kleenex Corporation, right? Right. They don't have a monopoly on that yet. Yet. So anyway, that's your fast film terms: a pigeon and a Frezzy. Wow. That's a new noise. <laughs> you <laughs> wasn't expecting that. It's the it's sort of my pick a city noise. Okay. So is that though? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm full of sound effects today. Evidently. So I'm gonna throw these paper, pieces of paper up in the air. There's four of them. Yep. Little insight here. There's four of them. The first one that hits the table, we're gonna read it. It's gonna have a city name on it. You're gonna try to guess a city, or excuse me, just first film that comes to mind that took that takes place or was shot in that city. Okay. Ready? Yep. Oh, that Ooh. was kind of close. Photo I'm go- finish. I'm going there. All right. Is Let's, that fair? To that's you? fair. Okay. Now these are. It's getting tough. Okay. Because we've got we've hit Chicago, we've hit New York, we've hit Miami, we've hit the majors. Yeah. So can't make any promises, but you've got oof Denver. Ooh, have we Denver. done Denver, y'all? We no, haven't done Denver, right? That doesn't sound. It doesn't familiar. sound like anything that I can think of. So okay, um, I feel the retractions in our future. <sighs> there is, I think, a segment of the Stephen King novel, The Shining, that takes place in oh. Denver before they go to the Overlook nice. Hotel. Good call I when Danny's not, talking to his finger in the kitchen. Yes. So they're living in an apartment in Denver at that point, 
right before I think, they I go think to the you're hotel. Right about that, I, uh, in the book it would be right. Yes. You know, you probably know the book. I, I read the book last year, right after lockdown, or reread the book. Yeah. It's been a while, um, and it's I just kind of had timing. shining fever for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, so I'm pretty sure that there is at least a portion of the prelude of that story that takes place in Denver before they obviously go, you know, Into to a more and, remote yeah. location in the mountains. Um, that's a really good call. I had not thought of that. So that's a really good call. So I'm going to ch- I'm going to check on that. We'll have to come okay. back with retractions if indeed it wasn't either supposed to be in Denver or wasn't shot in Denver or either. either I'm sure or it was really. not shot in Denver because I bet it was shot in London. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, or outside but of who London. knows? I don't know. There's some wide shots there that might they might have had a, you know, anyway, we'll check and see. Yeah. But that's a good guess. Anything else come to mind? Uh, I'm sure there are other mountain related movies that that. Uh, it should come to mind, but but nothing off the top of my head. If anybody out uh, there is thinking of something that we're not thinking of, email us at podcast at sidewalkfest.com. And yes, we'll, we'll give you a do. shout out. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Julia and Mary Joe. I don't understand this reference. At all? No. Well, it's a little, you know, a little before your time. Okay. It is a reference to Dixie Carter and Annie Potts. Do you get it now? Oh, yeah. So Designing Women. Designing Women. Yeah, I didn't remember their names. Brad, can you give us a little Designing Women um, outro music here? I'm getting getting an okay symbol. Yay. Uh, I loved Designing Woman. I, I'm a big fan. I, I'm sure I caught an episode or two when I was a little baby, but um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I wonder if if Dixie Carter were still with us, if she'd have to change her name. Nah, she's, she's venerated. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Batwell Studios. We appreciate you so, so damn much. Uh, we're on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can visit SidewalkFest.com for cinema show times and information about the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival held in downtown Birmingham this August. Yeah, and uh, thanks to Splash 96. And um, I'm just going to pause for a second and let that Designing Women music take us out and just enjoy that for a little bit. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.